Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello, and welcome to episode number 57 of All Angles Football Betting Podcast here on the Beeson Podcast Network. Everything absolutely free. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Do appreciate the support all season long. Here we are, the final four. We got two games on Sunday, Chiefs and Ravens, Lions and 49ers. Chiefs outlast the Bills. Ravens close in the first half, but cruise in the second half against the Texans. Lions hold on by the skin of their teeth, as do the 49ers. So here we are, AFC Championship game, Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. This is sitting four in favor of the Ravens at home against the Chiefs. 44.5 is your total. This is up from 3.5. There were threes, then there were three and a halfs, now all the way to four. One-way traffic on the Ravens so far. Don't know if we'll continue to see that all the way through Sunday kickoff, but Uh, Definitely so far off the three, off the three and a half to the four over at DraftKings currently on the Ravens. Anyone that's been listening to, you know, this podcast, any of the content I do over on VEASAN, well aware that I've been down on the Chiefs all season long. And I probably haven't loved the Ravens as much as other teams in, you know, basically in the NFL. And certainly I didn't love the Ravens as much as other people did. Guess I've been proven wrong. Big upgrade, though, for the Ravens in this game. Mark Andrews was activated. He will play to what extent, not sure, but he is going to at least give it a go. For the Chiefs, not great news. Joe Tooney is unlikely to play for them this week. Really good offensive guard for them. So how do these teams match up? You know that the Ravens have been good all season long. Second points per game, third yards per rush third in yards per pass. So really, really good on the offensive side of the ball. They were the only team in the NFL that ran the ball more than they passed over the course of the 2023 season. Pretty interesting that it broke that way, but you got a team that is just incredibly efficient 
in running the ball, and so they just didn't get away from what they do very well. If you look over the course of the season from their defensive statistics, pretty good as well. Certainly against the pass. The run, you know, listen, up and down against the run. But it's kind of like the same deal. We'll talk about, you know, some of these other teams later. But it's kind of like one of those things where I think some of these sharp teams, these sharp coaches, the what they the weakness against the run might get a little overblown because it might actually be intentional, some intention in that, in which inviting your opponent to do something that is less efficient in today's NFL. We know it's better to pass in today's NFL than it is to run. Unless you're the Ravens, unless you do it as well, the Ravens. But I think that we get a couple of teams here in the chiefs and the Ravens that are very, very, very good against the pass. And maybe allow maybe allow the, their opponents to run against them a little bit more almost by design. So what do we have in a matchup here where Kansas City gets the number one, gets the absolute most pressure on the quarterback in the NFL? They blitz at the seventh highest rate. Lamar Jackson is going to get pressured in this game. He's going to feel pressure. How he deals with that pressure is going to be the key, in my personal opinion, in this game. Because we know that Lamar, and look, all quarterbacks are worse versus the versus pressure. We know this, but Lamar is is a little bit worse than than most. That said, Kansas City runs an incredible amount of man defense, man coverage, and Lamar Jackson absolutely roasts man coverage with his legs. So you get the Ravens that ran man coverage at the sixth highest rate in the NFL and the Chiefs run it at the eighth highest rate. I think both of these quarterbacks are a threat to run. I would only play overs on rushing yards for both of these quarterbacks. Unless these defensive coordinators decide to get away from what they did all season long, then they're likely to do what they do very, very well, which is play a bunch of man. So with that, I would be looking at overs on the quarterback. I didn't think I was going to play this game. When it got to four, I played the Chiefs. And basically what we get to here is I do think that there is a world that exists in which the Chiefs just kind of, with that defense, with what they're able to do on the offensive side with Mahomes and Pacheco, who's might be coming in with a little bit injury, a little bit of an injury with his toe. Kelsey, big playability down the field against a run defense again, like I mean against a, a defense that plays a ton of man. I think the Chiefs can keep this thing fairly close. And and look, if we're talking coaching advantage, I don't think there's necessarily an advantage here. I think that that's the other thing. The Ravens enter pretty much every game they play with the best coaches on the field. And that can't necessarily be said in this game. And honestly, it can be argued the other direction if you wanted to. With Spags at defensive coordinator, obviously Andy Reid. Like th- this is like something where Baltimore has the advantage nearly every single time they step on the field except here against Kansas City. 
And then you have that wild card in this thing called Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback we've, we've ever seen and maybe the best quarterback of all time. And I'm catching four points with a guy that, meaning if I'm down 10 points in the fourth quarter, a backdoor touchdown covers for me. If I'm down 10 points and there's still a decent amount of time left in the game where they, you know, and they have three timeouts, they might opt for a field goal and still gets me in, you know, still can can put me in a, in a range to where I feel comfortable that they're going to be able to keep their foot on the gas and, and get me close again. Like this is, I, I look at this and see this defense that sure the Kansas city defense went towards the middle of the pack towards the second half of the season, top five, everything first half middle of the pack second half. And that can't be said for Baltimore. They were right up there the entire time. And so, and so there's, there is something to be said for that. And I know that some of the advanced statistics do take into account specifically DVOA, you know, something, some things for opponents and who they're facing. And I know that the Ravens can only play who's on their schedule, but it is worth pointing out that the first half of the year, and if we're just talking like raw statistics, you know, points given up, yards given up, et cetera, et cetera. C.J. Stroud in his first NFL start in week one. They lost to Gardner Minshew in week three. Dorian Thompson-Robinson's first start in week four. Kenny Pickett in week five. Ryan Tannehill, who got hurt in week six, and it was Malik Willis. Josh Dobbs, when he was still with the Cardinals in week eight. They blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead to Deshaun Watson, who was injured in that game and didn't play again the rest of the season. Joe Burrow got hurt in Week 11, and Jake Browning had to come in in that game. So, like, through 11 weeks of the season, this team just got fortune. I mean, again, you can only play who, who's on the field against you, but it's something when you look at, like, raw statistics can be at least a little bit deceiving with this defense. And, again, nothing accounts for the Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid factor here in this game. Four points with the best quarterback of all time. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to move along with it. No real thoughts on the total. Seems about right. I think an equal, I think equally compelling cases can be made for both sides of the over and the under, which if that's where it is, then I just, I, I want to leave that alone. So uh, 44 and a half seems about appropriate to me. On that one, Lions and the 49ers are evening game NFC championship currently seven and a half in favor of the 49ers at home. This is going to toggle between seven and seven and a half all the way up to kickoff. 51 and a half is our total. I tucked the seven away in my account. Didn't think it would get to seven and a half. It did put some more in at seven and a half on the Lions. Now, Lions are not coming in completely healthy, which is not great. For this Lions team, you have a Lions, you have a Lions offensive line that was the number two ranked offensive line according to Pro Football Focus in the entire NFL in week uh, in in the entire NFL over the course of the 2023 season. That said, Jonah Jackson is out in this game. He's a very good guard, and he is out. Frank Ragnow. DNP Wednesday, Thursday, then full practices Friday has no designation heading into this game. By the way, I might add, Frank Ragnow on the DNP on Wednesday and Thursday was listed as ankle, toe, knee, back as the reason he didn't practice. Ankle, toe, knee, and back 
and he's still going to play again unspecified on the injury report. Not even not even any sort of designation whatsoever. 49ers are coming to this thing healthy. So they're going to be good to go. Debo Samuel with that shoulder injury ends up getting a full practice on Friday and is going to go. You guys know, if you were listening, I was all on the Packers against the 49ers to cover. And it essentially the same handicap applies here with the Lions. I believe that this offense that has playmakers at every level is going to be able to move the ball on the San Francisco 49ers and keep this thing within a touchdown. If you look, I think in a, if you look at all things considered, I know you, if you want to talk about like who you would rather have as your franchise quarterback moving forward, Jared Goffer or Jordan Love, listen, we can have that debate. But if we're talking about in the, in an NFC championship game today, you could pull the coaches in the NFL. I think all of them, the very, very high majority of them would say Jared Goff, a guy that's been there, done that, is familiar with this situation. And you look at wide receiver, right? Amazing wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Look at running back, two really, really good running backs in Montgomery and Gibbs. Sam Laporta, off of the injury report, not even, no specification whatsoever. Awesome tight end. And amazing, and an amazing, amazing um, offensive line to go along with it as well. See, my dog even agrees with, with what's going on here in this one. So, so deep, the Debo thing is big, obviously Debo being back in there, but th- listen, this is a shoulder injury and Debo. We know, I mean, like it, it, I'm not going to say he's fragile. That's, that's, that's just off base to say, but you know, recurring injuries certainly have happened and, and shoulder injuries we see definitely happen. You know, again, it's a, it's a physical game. It's a lot of contact and Debo Samuel's going to get hit in this game. So I'm not saying he's going to go out of this game. I'm just wondering if maybe we see maybe some limited snaps with him, maybe fewer rush attempts with him because the only way to guarantee that you get smacked is if you run the ball. So something to think about there as well with Debo Samuel. I'm not chalking up the stuff last week with Brock Purdy just, just to the fact that he, just to the fact that he had, you know, that it was raining. One clip of it showing him wiping his hand. And that one clip, now it's like, oh, it's it was because of the rain. That's the reason why Brock Purdy played poorly. Brock Purdy, just raw numbers, had the 11th most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL despite only having the 20th most dropbacks in the NFL. Brock Purdy had the 7th highest turnover-worthy percentage, turnover-worthy play percentage, in the entire NFL at the quarterback position. So, yeah, the rain didn't help last week, but that didn't matter the rest of the season. The guy just the guy just puts the ball in danger. That's who he is. That's who Brock Purdy is. And it seems like everyone wants to make an excuse for last week that it was all oh, it was because of rain and that's why. Listen, the rain the ball didn't get away from him that pegged the Packers receiver dead in the numbers that he dropped that would have been a pick six. That ball didn't get away. That was just a bad read and a bad decision by Brock Purdy. So I think we can get in the Lions, who, by the way, kind of under the radar. Like I said, the Chiefs were under the radar as the number one pressure rate defense in the NFL. The Lions not far behind. The third highest pressure rate against the quarterback in the NFL. Purdy is going to get pressured. Purdy is going to feel it. 
can the Lions take advantage of some of these things that Purdy did last week that the Packers were not able to do? And what does it look like? Which, by the way, the number one rush defense DVOA in the entire NFL was the Detroit Lions. The number four rush defense EPA per per play allowed in the NFL was the Detroit Lions. The number eight defense in success rate allowed against the rush was the Detroit Lions. I understand Christian McCaffrey is is not even human. But what happens if he isn't as successful as he's been all year long against a very, very good run, run defense in the Detroit Lions? And now Purdy has to throw the ball all the time. Is that what you want? I think there are ways in which this game could get off get off the rails, certainly for the Lions. I mean, listen, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell is a dude that is will roll the dice a ton. And he might end up going forward on a couple of fourth downs that maybe are borderline or maybe even not even a good decision on his part. And if those don't work out and San Francisco goes and takes the ball and scores and all that, I mean, there are ways this could certainly get out of hand. I'm, I'm not beating the desk here saying that seven and a half is the stone cold lock of the century. But at the same, on the other side of that token, it's the same reason that maybe seven and a half is too many because if he does convert on these fourth downs, if he doesn't settle for three and goes for and gets seven, if he does stay aggressive and keeps the San Francisco offense on the sideline because he picks up an extra first down or two here and there along the way, then getting the other side of a touchdown is too much in my opinion. I think Detroit moves the ball on San Francisco and um, I'll take the seven and a half with him. I don't think the offensive line completely crumbles with Jackson out of there. We'll find out early. And if that's the case, get off your bet live. Because if Goff is just completely running for his life the whole time, this offense can't can't function properly. Guys, this is uh this is it, right? We're gonna find out who's gonna play in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks here in Vegas. Super compelling matchups, really, really good storylines here for both of these games. And I can't wait to see how they all go down. I'm taking both dogs. Confidence level is decent, not through the roof, but I think there's just too many points for both of these, both of these teams in this thing. Guys, if you haven't done so already, head over to vison.com, check out the new site over there. It is really cool. Navigates real easily. You'll enjoy that. You'll be happy that you did. And uh, go in and, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. We have all kinds of specials running and everything as well, so you can you can get everything we do. You know do one of these like month long deals. You get everything through the Super Bowl. Obviously you do kind of some of these specials that we, we get you all the way through March madness. We'll be doing tons of March madness content as well. So go ahead, come around, win some money and uh, enjoy all your bets here on championship weekend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson yards in New York city, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stones, hugely popular popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.